What is up, everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. Uh, thanks for jumping on again with us tonight. Uh, I've got Ryan Lambert and myself, Jeff Malat, and we are proud to welcome our special guest, Jordan Marshall. Thanks for joining us tonight, Jordan. No problem. I'm glad to finally get on here. I, I watch it pretty much every time, uh, every every after hours that's on here. So I'm glad to finally be on here. Yeah, I know we've had some laughs and some back and fish, forth. Man. Ooh. Well, hey, we're going to jump right into it, and I know we have guests on here all the time to interview Ryan, but one of the topics today is going to be, uh, of course, Jordan, but we're talking to you about your hot streak. Last couple of weeks have been wild. You've been uh, at uh, Gunnersville. You were like first, eighth, second, fourth, like 15 different spots, but uh, <laughs> you, you won a bunch of money and had a good week, and then, of course, this last week you tore it up. So why don't you kick it off and tell us how this has been uh, going for you the last few weeks? Uh, it's, it's been pretty crazy. Uh, Gunnersville, uh, I, I felt real good going into Gunnersville because we, we've got a little, a, a little honey hole that, that we beat on pretty good, but, uh, Garrett and I fished it last year and, uh, we went back and forth all day on the leaderboard and it, it got kind of hard to cull toward the end of the day. Uh, and I, I really didn't want that to happen again this year. And I knew, uh, Garrett's dad, Jody Campbell was going to be fishing it with him. So. I really wanted to move down the lake and try to find a different bite. And, uh, you know, if it did get tough, that way those guys would have had those options and hopefully I could find some other fish to stay competitive. And I had a really good week of pre-fishing. Uh, I felt pretty confident going into that tournament. <laughs> of course, it was 41 degrees when we got up on tourney day to go fish. So my shallow water two foot bite didn't heat up till about 10 in the morning. Uh, I caught some good fish and uh i mean it, it turned out all right jody and i were tied i mean deadlocked for first place he uh he got it on big bass and then won first in the in the pro series so uh, that was a good investment i didn't buy into the pro series till like 11 30 the night before <laughs> because i couldn't talk myself into it and i was like man if you go down there and smash those fish and you didn't pay that money you're gonna feel like an idiot so yeah uh, it worked out all right I know you and I uh, talked on the phone a little bit before it kicked off, and and you were on them pre-fishing, and uh, you did one of the hardest things, which is to stay on them. And like you said, go ahead and throw your money in there if you're on them like that. Dude, it, it was tough. By at like nine thirty or so, I had I, I caught a, I had an eighteen to sixteen on the board, and I was I was beating myself up, man. I was I was going through all the scenarios. I was like, man, I need to pull out of here. You know, you're not going to catch a limit. And, and I talked to my buddy, Steve-O, and, and he said, you know who you sound like? You sound like Steve-O. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> I better calm down and wait on these fish to turn on. So that's exactly what I did. And they turned on like they were supposed to. But, I mean, that's, that's part of fishing, man. A lot of this stuff is it's as much in your head as it is in the water. So that was a good lesson to learn there. Well, do you want to touch on any of the stuff that went down out there as far as your uh, standings uh, to, at the weigh-in versus later that night? Or, I mean, I know you guys got that worked out. So, I'm I'm still not 100% sure, you know, what what all went down there. I Obviously, I'm, I'm on a, a pretty good spot, and I'm catching, you know, three or four fish right there together. Um, I take pictures, submit my fish, whatever. I go back and I'm, you know, checking my 
fish to make sure they're accepted, checking my emails to make sure they're good. I don't hear anything. Um, you know, to my knowledge, there's nothing going on at all. There's no questions about anything. So I get to the weigh-in and I'm asked to, to text my, my fish individually. I was like, all right, cool, you know. And I go circle back around. I'm like, everything good? You know, we have any problems? Nope, everything's good. Uh, we do the weigh-in, you know, pass out the checks, take all the pictures, do all the interviews. And uh, it's like 8.30 at night. And I get a phone call and it's like, hey, one of your fish was declined. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? It's 8.30 p.m. You know, we, the tournament's ended at 1.30. How, what happened? How's the fish declined seven hours later? Uh, and they're like, well, we think it was the same fish. And I'm like, yeah, well, they're like, did you, you know, double submit or whatever? I was like, no, nah, I didn't. I didn't double submit shit. Like, here's my camera roll. Here's all the fish that I caught. I caught, you know, a couple fish in between the fish in question i was like no nah, i didn't double submit anything else but i even have a picture of another fish on the donkey leash that i sent into calco so they could use uh so that was that was odd but before after i got that phone call before i could get back to my house i'm three blocks away from my house before i could get home my phone starts blowing up with like oh my gosh i can't believe this post whatever um from from my friends and i look and there was a there was a, a pretty poorly worded post that was made um, notifying folks to the, uh, you know, the issue at hand at Gunnersville. And that's the part that really, you know, kind of, kind of got under my skin a little bit. I don't mind the judging part. I understand like my job is to catch fish. I'm out there in a tournament. I'm supposed to catch every fish that I can. That's what I do. I take the pictures, make sure my identifiers in the picture, accurate measurement, send it in. Whatever the judge comes up with, that's that's on them. That's fine. That's their job. Um, but the <laughs> the rest of it, the the extra is what kind of yeah. you know caught on fire. And as you saw, you know Aaron White, I, I love it. Like my friends are are like family to me. I mean, I, I don't have to get upset. I don't have to say anything because my friends are they're ready to go before I even get out of bed in the morning. You know. Oh I mean, man. The torches were that's out. The kind of, that's the kind of community that we live in. You know, <laughs> whether it's good or bad, I mean, they'll jump before you can even look at them. So it's pretty, pretty interesting how it all played out. But I mean, I talked to every member of KBF for the next week. I had multiple phone calls from Chad, Lynette, Amanda, Richard. Uh, I mean, we, I don't know, they, they made it right. And, and I talked to, to Joe and Joe made, you know, the apology post or whatever. And that's, Honestly, that's all I wanted out of it. I, I could care less about whatever place I land in or whatever numbers on the check. I just wanted it acknowledged, like you know, that that was a, a poorly worded post, and it probably wasn't in the you know the best interest at the moment. So that, that's all I wanted out of the whole thing. Uh, I, it blew over. It kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. I was debating on not fishing Nick and Jack, um, but I thought you know what would be better than getting up on that on the big FLW stage with so many people watching and and you know taking home another another check out of it so that was kind of my goal from the whole thing let me ask you this man did they come back with any sort of uh fail safe where this doesn't happen again so Chad and I had a had a pretty good conversation about you know I, I said you know let me offer some constructive criticism here's some things that I, that I think should be done better and uh, he was in complete agreement. And he's like, you know, uh, I, I don't know 
I don't know what I'm allowed to say from that conversation as far as the changes moving forward. But, um, you know, in a nutshell, it's going to be a lot more verification during the tournament itself and letting anglers know if there is something that goes wrong during the tournament. So, for instance, like in my scenario, I threw back five more fish that were 18 inches. That was my smallest fish on my stringer. So I threw back five more fish that I could have used in place of that fish in question. And that was my thing is just give the anglers an opportunity. That's the whole advantage to this live judging thing. Uh, Give them a chance to make it up. You know, if there is something that's going on, give them a chance to make it right while you're on the water. It doesn't do me any good at 730 at night or 830 at night. Like I can't go back and change anything then. But while I'm on the water, you know, I can I can make some adjustments. Rich uh, Shrek and Ghost got on there and just said, uh, just say it was BS and move on. Nah. Um, And John Allen wants an apology post from Jim for his berating DMs. I don't know about all that. That's never happened. I guarantee you. Um, Well, from there, you guys went to the FLW KBF event. I wasn't really sure what to expect from that. Jordan, Ryan, both of y'all finished two and three. Uh, we'll start with Jordan. I mean, how did that go? I mean, I, I was worried that it was going to be kind of a sideshow to the to the big boat part of the deal. But from from all uh, aspects, you know, from the outside looking in, that didn't seem to be the case. As, as far as how it was ran, um, I, I was worried about it, you know, possibly being a, a sideshow as well. But, I mean, they, they really rolled out the carpet for us and, and made us feel like um, – any of the FLW anglers, I mean, they brought us up on the stage and announced us. I mean, if um, you add some music in there as we're walking up and we're essentially just the FLW guys. So I was um, really happy to see that they um, took, took that seriously and, and, you know, really, really made a good show out of it. Um, as far as the, the tournament goes, I really um, wasn't expecting a whole lot from Nick and Jack. Um, I probably haven't been on it on a year and a half. The last time we had the option to fish Nickajack uh, with the TVK guys down there, they actually opened up a gunnersville down to the state line, and I went and fished water that I had never fished before on um, the upper end of Gunnersville just because I had never heard any good things uh, about Nickajack. had only been on it a couple of days before that and was not impressed. Um, and every bit of water i fished this weekend for the for the event um i'd never been on before either so i was just i was kind of winging it and just happened to be um at the right place at the right time um luckily got some uh tips from some local guys that that weren't fishing and um was able to get on a chatterbait bite the first day and and uh, a flipping bite the second day so and yeah, I heard the same things that that lake was was not quality. Uh, you know, <laughs> I think Ryan was the one that told me that, and here he is cashing this big check. But uh, Dude, it's not. I didn't fish Nickajack. I've lived there for thirty two years. I, did. <laughs> I I went to the exact opposite end of the lake. I went north. I bet all my all my little pennies on smallmouth, man. I I've I've had too many days. The fish move a lot on Nickajack. They they're kind of unpredictable. There's not really huge size. Like I knew there wasn't really potential for a hundred inch sack, even on its best day to come out of there. So 
the fish that were caught were impressive. Uh, Bogdan put up a really good limit day one. Ron Champion knocked it out of the park on day two. Uh, those were, I mean, that, those were the, the biggest five fish limits I've ever seen ever on Nick and Jack. So, uh, congrats to those guys. That was well over what was expected. Yeah, it was impressive. When I, you know, talking before the event, uh, just to you and, and some of the little side convos we've had, uh, you know, I was expecting 80 inch per day to win the thing or low 80s. You know what I mean? I didn't know what was going to happen. And, and it, you know, it turned out pretty well. I, my guess was 180. I thought somebody could put up 90 inches a day. I did. Um, and honestly, I thought I could do it on smallmouth. Uh, the weather that we had come in <laughs> did not did not help out on that old smallmouth bite. That ended up being much more of a struggle than I anticipated. And I was so far up the river, there wasn't any grass that I could get to within an hour drive. So that hurt. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I mean, y'all finish 71 was, was what that? I get. I guess 171 on uh, yeah. on Nick Jack. I was um, little surprised even by the fish that were were, were posted what was what was coming in to win. I tell you, Jamie Broad caught some good fish. I don't know what he was on, but he caught some good ones while he was down. And it was pretty neat to watch that you're listening to you guys just now say, you know, you're doing two opposite things, two different parts of the lake, and still, you know, finish two, three right there. And it sounded like the fellow that won – reading that FLW recap was, was fishing uh, main lake humps with some grass on them, something like that. So all three of y'all doing different things. I was, I was surprised by how many people were fishing offshore. Um, I, I put in, uh, it, it been at Lake the, the second day and, and was there half the day on, on day one. And they were probably um, in the upper teens of, of kayak guys there. And they were probably 10, 10 guys at least out there on the, the main channel ledges and fishing the islands and things. And I, it kind of surprised me. I, 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 w- I wasn't expecting that. I got to my ramp and I was the first one at the ramp, which is extremely rare. Uh, the next vehicle to pull in is Drew Gregory's camper. And the next one after that was Christine. And I was like, oh shit, like <laughs> it's going to be a battle. We're going to be splitting these fish up all day long, but uh, luckily, it didn't. It didn't end up being that way. Christine did pluck out a twenty-inch smallmouth up there that I wish I could have had my picture made with. But other than that, it wasn't too bad on me. I was I was concerned the first day I went to Marion County Park and um, got there with about thirty other guys and uh, me and uh, I believe it was Alan Reed. We we did some uh, some some pedal racing to uh, to to the mouth of a little pocket back there and. Alan was 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 pretty nice, and we, we shared a little spot together for a little bit. And um, once once we were, once we were able to start fishing, and um, when the sun came up, I looked around and saw that there were a couple bass boats and eight kayaks fishing the same bank. And and I was leaving Marion County Park probably at eight thirty, if not earlier, to go do something else because I was I was concerned just with the sheer number of, of, of kayaks in, in that one And you spot. like to make moves in tournaments, Jordan. I, I, mean, I am known I've to learned this pull out about you over the years. Somewhere else and drive an hour in the middle of the day to go fish somewhere else. But it's paid off for you. You get, it, it has, I mean, uh, I've never seen anything like it. You, you're lucky as hell. You pull up to a ramp and catch a 23 off the, off the, off the bat. 
Yeah, that was uh, one 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 of our one of the first years I was down there fishing TVK. Uh, I went to go to a ramp, and there were quite a few people there. And uh, I left and went to a ramp I'd never been been to before, and fished about thirty minutes and caught a PB at the time. <laughs> so, how do you pull that off, man? Are you I like? Still beat that. I still got beat that day. I, some, somebody, <laughs> somebody may have edged me out by a quarter of an inch. Hey, it's close. How do you, how do you pull that off? Are you super organized, or you just throw all your crap in and, and roll to the next <laughs> ramp? I um, anybody that knows me um, knows knows uh, organized is not a word that fits in my dictionary. I got you. So you just make it happen. Basically, I just throw all my crap in, throw all my crap in the kayak and hope none of it flies out, or at least none of the important stuff flies out as I'm flying to the next ramp. <laughs> uh, Whatever works. I think the I've ever invested was a was a Hobie cover, so I just throw all my stuff over my Hobie and cover it up, and that that way nothing can fly out now as I'm flying flying ramp to ramp like a crazy person. Pro tip: throw all your stuff and cover it with a boat cover. You're good to go. Pro pro tip. Well, we already kind of touched on some of the judging issues that happened at the prior uh, KBF event, and then you, you guys kind of covered the FLW and what went down there. Right after that, we saw FLW come out with a, a nice, I mean, almost immediately, a nice little post-tournament uh, uh, media press release for the winner and talking about you guys that finished well and really, you know, propped up the anglers. And there's been some chatter on KBN and some other stuff about angler promo uh, and how people can do a better job of that, particularly KBF and, and some of the ways, you know, do you think they've learned from how FLW handled that and they will change how they do things going forward. I think if you look at, at how um, major fishing trails go as far as uh, FLW and MLF and, and Bassmaster, um, but by no means I, uh, I think we're, we're at that level yet, but the amount that the actual organization pushes each individual angler and their events is otherworldly forget next level it's otherworldly compared to what is is going on as far as kite fishing goes and you know that's for really anything um trails or events that that we have uh, available now so that's some of the feedback that i gave was was after that the gunnersville trail not only in general you know in the in the tournament uh, but the pro series too you got these guys that are putting up the, you know, the higher entry to, to fish basically the same exact tournament. And there, there wasn't a whole lot of recognition given for that, you know, for the guys that cash checks or the top 10 or, you know, however you want to do it, that stuff, if you, if you want the, the pro trail to be, you know, respected and to grow, uh, I think that's key. And, and not only that, but I mean, even the regular tournament was kind of overshadowed by, um, what's going on in KBF right now and, you know, trying to push events and stuff. Uh, there's a huge storyline there. Like, you know, last year it was Garrett Campbell. This year it was Jody Campbell battling out back and forth for first place and a father and son to win the event back to back. Like, that was an awesome story. You couldn't have scripted that any better. And, and a lot of that was just kind of overlooked, you know, and, and I think – keying in on stuff like that that's what the anglers are concerned with that's why we're there we're there to fish we're not there for for anything else you know we show up we pay our money and we're there to fish that tournament so 
uh, I, that's where the recognition needs to go is, is back to those anglers and tell those stories and, you know, get that kind of stuff out. Um, your, the success of your trail is going to be built on the anglers. That's what it's, that's what it's about. The more successful you can make the anglers, the more people are going to want to come in and fish your trail because they want that same respect and that same push throughout the industry. And I'll tell you what, uh, the Hobie BOS is, you know, the new kid on the block as far as the series. The Hobie Open's been around a while, but they do a great job with that right off the bat. I mean, they're I know they're partnering with Bassmaster Magazine. They do a lot of good stuff during or before and during the tournaments, uh, and I think they're on the right track with that. So I know I give AJ and that team a props for for trying to go that direction, uh, even though, like I said, they are kind of new on the the national circuit scene. Yeah, absolutely. Every event I've ever fished um, that's that's ran by AJ, um, whether it be um, the Hobie Opens or the uh, the uh, bluegrass kayak anglers that he used to ran run. Um, every everything he's ever done has has been smooth. Yeah, and and you know, sadly. Uh, Week after next, I'm coming over to Kentucky Lake to fish the Hobie Open. I've never been there for that, so I've actually never experienced how they run an event, so I'm looking forward to seeing that side of things. I fished a good amount of uh, KBF stuff, fished some other uh, regional opens, and, you know, I think AJ even said that he and Richard have had, for com had some conversations about how they can help each other improve, uh, you know, and, and maybe KBF can get some tips from them and vice versa. Uh, to, to go that direction, to really help get the anglers' names out there. Other than, <clears throat> I know they put up the AOI and the National Champ on their websites and stuff like that for KBF, but each event winner should get that kind of recognition. And right now, like you said, Ryan, the Pro Series is kind of a, I mean, it's a nice, it's a nice pot of money, but it's kind of an afterthought at the tournaments. Yeah. So it, I'll, it I'll tell you, man, the... that FLW event, they knocked it out of the park. FLW smashed it that was awesome like i was very apprehensive going into it like i said but i mean being on that stage being on that big stage and and the recognition and i mean they had articles out like before we even got home you know from from day one from the captain's meeting like that's awesome because people that are following us like I, obviously i had a lot of local people that are following along on the tournaments and stuff and you know trying to keep up to see that stuff hit hit the website and you know like they love stuff like that that's that's how you keep people's attention i don't know how many people were watching on tourney x i haven't heard the numbers on it but i mean just the amount of texts and messages and calls throughout the tournament uh there's a lot of eyes on this one did you guys hear any chatter about tourney x and about how we do this thing with with uh online leaderboards and whatnot any of the bass boat guys comment on that there were a couple of guys that I that I'd seen on Nicky Jack that that had heard about the tournament and knew it was going on and were were you know curious as, as a lot of people are when they when they hear you know about kayak tournaments that were asking um, you know the typical where where y'all putting your fish or whatever and um, you're able to tell them about tourney eggs and, and all the different things that we do to to you know typically run our tournaments and it was it was nice to explain that to those guys. Uh, John Allen is asking, he said there's only a few guys in Texas that do the pro uh, trail division. 
Uh, you've seen local art articles calling them professional bass fishermen. Do you guys have thoughts? Is it worth fishing under the pro division? And should they be, should they be called professionals at this point? So I don't think that, I don't think that paying the extra money makes you a pro at all. I think there should be some sort of qualification process to earn that title. Uh, at the same time, I like fishing for more money. I, I don't mind paying an extra couple hundred bucks to get a, a nice paycheck. I think Gunnersville I got it uh, yesterday. It's twenty seven hundred bucks, man. Like that's for a turn for you know for a regular turn. This isn't the national championship or anything. This is a you know a trail event. So to me, that's worth it. I I think you know, and it's all dependent on how comfortable you feel if you're gonna catch the fish or not. I guess, but uh, you know if if you're going in there to win the thing. That's a pretty good little chunk of change if you can pony up the money to get in on it. But no, I don't think I don't think that makes you a pro. Right. My Jeep yeah, ain't my Jeep I'll, ain't, I'll, my Jeep ain't wrapped yet. I, my my jersey hadn't came in the mail, so I'm still just out here Joe blowing it in my t-shirt and my hat. But I, I don't I don't think it makes you a pro. I mean, unless I mean, as far as I'm concerned, unless you're doing this full time, that's essentially your job is to travel around and do promos and then fish kayak tournaments. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of the, the next level for that when, when I would consider somebody a pro to, to do that. Well, I know, uh, do you guys think this was a, I know that the cup is coming up in August. I know you're both going to go to that. I'm still trying to figure out a way to get into that. But, uh, do you think this is kind of a first, you know, toe dip in the water to something bigger with FLW next year? The way that this tournament just was ran, I really do hope so. I do. Uh, I mean, I think getting getting these big established organizations into the game, the exposure that we get, you know, as a whole sport. Not it doesn't matter whose initials you put in front of it. The whole sport of kayak fishing, I think that is a giant step in the right direction. I, I would love to see FLW do some more events too. Uh, not only to bring more exposure to kayak fishing, but like Ryan said, it was it was really well ran, and I think they um, set themselves up to really um, knock this out of the park if they, if, you know, they keep they keep doing these. I wonder if they saw an opportunity there uh, to do something out on their own, or do you think it'll be a continued partnership kind of situation? I mean, I think it'd be continued for a little while in the, in the setup that they had the, this weekend and, you know, the way the cup seems to be. I mean, I don't think there's a whole lot that they're going to have to do or um, anything extra as much as, you know, just um, create the, the partnership of, of FLW and, and KBF together and kind of let it grow itself without actually having standalone events where they you know, pay all those extra people to, to come out there. And I think it's relatively safe from, from their standpoint to, to kind of have a partnership event the, the way it was this weekend. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and I've talked, you know, I've talked about previously, uh, it, it wouldn't take much for a, another pro organization, you know, that comes in town and, and those guys are there for a week. Normally they do like a media event or something on that Saturday before the pre-fishing starts. They fish all week and then they do their event. Even if you did the kayak deal on the Saturday beforehand, before pre-fishing even starts for the for the pros, 
have have that that kayak way in tied into the media event you already have all your staff there everyone's there and you can fish the same water honestly i would much rather see it on the same water not only because it's usually prime lakes that you're getting to fish but also it'd be cool to see what the kayak guys are putting up versus what the pro guys you know fishing out of their glitter rockets are putting up i think that would be awesome to to be able to compare those two yeah definitely there's some guys chiming in on here about this stuff. If uh, FLW does go to the kayak side, will it be full-time anglers that are invited or qualify for it? I, I would guess it would just be opens. Uh, David Cruz says, when you see Scott Martin in a kayak, that's when FLW is all in. I don't know about all that. <laughs> Googan. Good luck. <laughs> Uh, Corey Racer says something really interesting, which is FLW really opens the sponsor side of things for a lot of kayak anglers, or could, you know, the more involved they get. Uh, you know, for anglers and for the events themselves, it definitely could open the, the, the vault a little bit more. That exposure is the key. You know, those, those updates, those write-ups, the, you know, post-event releases, you know, on a wide scale, not just posted to some personal Facebook page or whatever, but you know, that's, that's, what's really going to grow the sport. It's not going to be, you know, just keeping it within, within the organization. It's going to be really blowing these anglers up and putting them all over all media outlets, you know, as far as your reach can go. Right. I, I think a big step too is, is, is when you can get sponsors that are outside the immediate fishing network. Yeah. Uh, you know, FLW and, you know, Major League Fishing and, and all all those organizations have, you know, tire companies. And um, I remember, you know, FLW coming to Loudon and Teleco when I was, you know, younger. And it was, you know, the lakes that I live on and going out there and seeing Land of Lakes butter and, and Kellogg cereal and everything else on, on yep. boats up and down the lake. And I think that's a, a big step if, if – outside companies can invest in kayak fishing i think that's a, a really big milestone and that exposure is what's going to make that happen once these companies see the reach of these events and i'm not saying that the sport as a whole is even there yet to justify these big corporations to invest as, as advertising dollars but that's how it's going to happen is is it you know getting in front of a hundred thousand people you know, that's that's when these companies see, all right, this investment might pay off. They want to return on it, too. So that, that's going to be the trick. Yeah, and Dwayne uh, Beatty <clears throat> got in here and at, he said we need a true kayak bass fishing media uh, outlet, somewhat like Bass Fan or Wired to Fish or something they have for the bass boats uh, for kayak fishing because right now, man, I know, you know, we have KBN and we have a lot of fun with that group and who knows what we could make it in the future, but Right now, each out, each uh, like KBF is all about promoting KBF events and those anglers. But there's no independent outlet that's just talking about all events, you know, all kayak yeah. fishing events that are happening, uh, like there is for you know for the traditional bass boat scene. So maybe something like that's on the horizon too. So you think if we got rid of Jim Clark, we could just have like a normal Facebook page and? And talk about just regular stuff. Or... Hey, hey! Normal Facebook page <laughs> and what got? Uh... <laughs> Here's the thing. 
Oh, Jim and his rattle trap injury. Sorry about that. Hey, man, the KBN group page is uh, is people's real thoughts. I don't care what they say. It's all the same people in all the groups, but they just say stuff in there. They might not say other places. Uh, yeah, and there's some real stuff famous. in there, too. Merle Dog would be our Mark Zona. That's what Tony Hobbs said, right? Ah, yes. Oh, Merle, son. Don't, don't think I wouldn't sing that song in my head all day Saturday and Sunday. That's all right. That's probably your good luck. Gave you the mojo all day. Yeah, it did. Uh, now, Ryan, we talked about touching on the marketing in general, and we kind of already kind of went over that, but some of these events that are coming up, like I asked you before we jumped on, Three Rivers is this weekend, and I really hadn't heard much about it. And that seems to have kind of been a, a touchy issue lately with some of the promotion of these individual events. I mean, I'd like to see a bigger push, you know, overall uh, to get the word out. I mean, I know Shane's, Shane's got the responsibility of kind of running this, but it's a, it's a huge help. You know, Steve-O is a TD at Gunnersville. Uh, I mean, these guys have the plates full trying to get all this stuff organized and put together. It'd be awesome to, you know, have these events really promoted and, and pushed out every day. I think that's, I think it's a, for me, I think it's the, the company's responsibility to get out and promote it. Like I work for GE Healthcare. Like it's not my job to go out and, and advertise for GE Healthcare every day. Like I work for them. I'll show up and do my job for them, but it's, it's not up to me to, you know, fly the flag going down the street so people know what I do. So yeah, I think it's the same thing with fishing tournaments. Like we're, we're anglers. We show up to fish these tournaments. I don't, I don't necessarily, you know, think that we should be tasked with that responsibility. I'm not saying I don't do it. I try to let everybody know what events I'm fishing because I want people to watch, you know, right. I want people to be interested in it, but I think it has to be organic. You know, uh, people should promote the stuff because they want others to know, you know, what they're in on. I, I don't necessarily think it should be, uh, should be mandated. And I think that was realized. I don't, <laughs> I don't know that, uh, that, that Mr. Cruz posting, you know, something from the, the private group in here was not, you know, just kind of pouring gas on the fire. But at the same time, I think there were, were better ways to phrase that. I, I'm, I'm a lot more likely to do something if you ask me to do it than if you tell me to do it. If you tell me to do it, unless it's really going to end my life, I'm going to do everything I can to not do it. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, the, that's the way I'm wired, unfortunately. Sure. Uh, David said a little bit ago, checks and balances. We dropped some stuff in there that sort of it rubs people the wrong way sometimes, but it makes things happen at the same time and makes folks realize uh, the error of their ways and it makes some things happen for the good, even though it does ruffle some feathers when stuff like that gets dropped. Uh, and like you said, letting things happen. If you run a good enough event and you have a good enough organization, that will happen organically. Guys will share where they're going, what they're fishing. If they win, they'll throw up the check picks and, you know, talk about the event. So that will all happen without being told I, to do it. I think people, if, if people are proud of what they're fishing and proud of being a part of something, they're going to share it a lot more than yeah. they're, I'm not sure if I'm going to go down there, you know, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah, I think the response to some of that was more from the folks that were running the events, asking for help and kind of getting pushed back. Like, no, that's your job. You know, 
that were voluntarily running these events or trying to partner with, you know, feeling like they were kind of left out to dry. But I think a lot of that's been resolved. And going forward, I bet there'll be a, you know, a better working relationship there. At least I hope there is. And I mean, I, there's, I don't think there's one of us sitting here that wants to see, no matter if it's Hobie or KBF or whoever else comes on the scene, I don't want to see any of it necessarily fail, you know? I want to see it improve. I want to see things get better. And I want to see kind of the anglers taking more of a front seat into to the growth of it. But it's not going to benefit any of us to, to see things just completely fail. Uh, that's not what's going to grow the sport. That's not what's going to get us better payouts and better opportunities. So, I mean, I think that's something to keep in mind, you know, as we watch all this stuff kind of unfold. Yeah. Uh, with all that being said, let's talk about the upcoming events. Uh, there's several coming right up. We got uh, the Hobie Bass Open on Kentucky Lake here in a few weeks. Coming up this weekend, the Three Rivers event that I know Ryan's in, Shane's hosting down there. And just a little bit ago, Chase Tanner in the comments, let me read it. He said, Does anyone know a good guide for the Three Rivers event? Uh, a good you, one? Yeah, good guy for the three. Jordan. I don't think so. Uh, Ryan, what what was up with that guy today uh, and what Jim shared over on the Kayak Bass Nation group page? Dude, what, what? So, so that's been that's been an ongoing, uh, I don't know, struggle, I guess you'd call it. Um, the first year of Three Rivers. So Alan's a guy down there. He That's it. He fishes that river every single day, same stretch, just pounds those fish to death. So the first year, he was pretty confident he was going to win the whole thing. Uh, Brad Case smacked that ass with some frog fish <laughs> and, uh, and won the event, which was very upsetting. And, uh, and he, he gave up. He's done. I'm done with this, you know, <coughs> three rivers and KBF, whatnot. Uh, so now, now his mission in life is just to try to sabotage the event. So I got you. Uh, last year, there's a whole lot of back and forth with it and, and I think he did it with the Georgia State Championship, too, tried to go in and sort of lip a bunch of fish before the events. Uh, I, I don't know. I really think the whole thing is because he can't really compete and cash checks in a, in a tournament. He just tries to screw everybody over that's actually going to make some money. Uh, so this year, uh, apparently he's got five or six guys going to camp out or whatever and try to block the river off or something. So if any of y'all need a place to fish, uh, Bluff to 36 is going to be a hot spot. We're going to have a great little float, a good hangout. Y'all are more than welcome to come on down. Probably be more of throwdown than three rivers, but uh, I encourage you to, to join in. I think maybe you could live stream that on our group page when uh, when you guys find yeah, those boys. I think we probably set something up. Service right. is spotty down there, but I'll bring my hot spot. All right. So – about the event for real, is it uh, shaping up pretty good? I mean, I know you said the weather's looking kind of bleak, but numbers looking good. Uh, so the, the river's been really high is, is the thing, and it's finally gone down because it hadn't rained a whole lot in the last week. But it's going to be thunderstorm Saturday. So in all seriousness, like everybody pay attention. You know, don't, don't risk your life over a fish. You, you really have to watch those rivers because uh, the flint's not dammed. So – if it comes like a, you know, a pretty heavy rain, there's nothing to control it. So all that runoff is just going to pour straight in. So keep keep safety in mind and get off the water if, if anything dangerous is going on. And then after that, we got the Hobie open on Kentucky Lake the next week. You boys, what's going to be at that one? I know, Ryan, you said you were thinking about it. 
I'm trying oh. to. I'm trying to get the schedule right. Jordan, I'm sure, will be there. If you I don't. Was, I was one of the first people to pay for it. I've been I've been looking for that forward to that tournament for well since last year. I've only been it's there once. Yeah, I've only been to Kentucky Lake once, and it was during the championship a couple of years ago, so never in the spring. So I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. Bring Dude, the up. Hobie Open for the past uh, the past four years, it's it's one of my favorite events, period. It's it's very well ran. Uh, the fishing's really good. Uh, you get a good – this year they moved it a little bit, so it's going to be a little more spread out as far as where the fish are. You'll probably be able to still find some good fish shallow. Uh, there will already be some fish out on the ledges. So I think it's going to play to kind of multiple people's strengths. And uh, like I said, man, I mean, that, that event runs so smooth. You're, you'll love it, Jeff. I mean, it really is just it's, – it's crazy how, how positive the whole event is from, from start to finish. If you don't go, drop me some pins in the, in the DMs, all right? <laughs> I, I'll send you a rope. You can just tie to Siddiqui's boat and follow right. him around that day, too. <laughs> you said you're going to be there for sure, Jordan. So, uh, you know, if you got any tips for a noob at that time of year, let me, let me know what's up. Bring, bring a couple flipping sticks. All right. I like the sound of that. And a whopper plopper. D-bombs tied on. All right. And a whopper plopper. Tell them, Marshall. L- little whopper plopper. Little, little whopper plopper. Good morning. Fingers crossed. <laughs> All right. And then, Jordan, we talked uh, in some messages. You've got an event coming up you wanted to talk about. Yeah. We we have an, uh, we have an event. um in the fall, it's uh, fishing for soldiers. I had a couple of people ask me about my, my my hat I was wearing when I was down there for the for the FLW KBF event, and um, they uh, Jason McCormick puts on a really good tournament. It's it's a charity tournament, and uh, last year uh, Lambert came up and fished with us. There's a lot of open water um, everywhere from from Chickamauga uh, for those who like to fish grass. It's it's going to be uh, in the fall. All the way up to uh, up to the rivers on uh, the French Broad and the Holston. So if you like moving water in a smallmouth, you can come up there and fish for smallmouth. That's where I'll be. And uh, it's September the 28th. It's the, it's the last Saturday in September. And uh, if we get a hundred people signed up by September 9th, uh, we are giving away a, a brand new rigged out pro angler. So for for 60 bucks, you can win a pro angler. And you can essentially fish whatever you want, whether it's you know fishing a frog and grass on chick or fishing for smallmouth on on some moving water up up north of Knoxville. So it's it's a really great event. Um, we raised over five thousand dollars and uh, like a fifteen hundred dollar pallet of food for Smoky Mountain Service dogs. So it's it's how a great many people event. how many people were in it last year, Jordan? I want to say there was a little over fifty. Uh, kayaks uh, that, that were fishing the event. There's a, a bass boat event that's ran uh, at the same time, and they have a little over 100 bass boats. It's um, we all have our our uh, they have the weigh-in, and we have our our check-in at the same place in Lenore City, and uh, near near the dam near Fort Loudon Dam, and uh, they it's it's a great event. There's have food catered, and then there's uh, a few vendors that are there. Um, Kite Fishing with Christ, I know, is going to be there. And uh, it's it's a really great, great event that's ran really well. Is that the name of the charity, Fishing for Shoulders, Soldiers? Uh, Fish, Fishing for Soldiers is, is the name of the tournament. The actual charity that the money goes to is Smoky Mountain Service Dogs. Okay. 
Are you a vet yourself, Jordan, or no? I, I, I'm not. Um, Jason McCormick, that, that started the tournament, is. So he, he, he does a, a, a great job of, of getting that money and getting it to those guys. And um, you hear nothing but good things from Hokie Mountain Service Dogs where, where they uh, do their pass, pass the leash um, ceremonies and things like that. And those are um, a lot of people that, that go to the – I've never been to one the people that go to him say that they're uh you know re- really positive and you can you know it makes you want to to be involved because of that yeah i i actually my real life job is i work for the va so i see service dogs up and down the hallways every day and it's a it's a you know pretty cool thing that that is available for those guys that are suffering those guys and and ladies out there that are suffering from PTSD and other things so uh, that's a great thing you're doing. If you guys have any way to donate to that, if guys can't fish, make sure you give that some links to that where we can share it on our pages and stuff. Yeah, if you if you have any, if anybody on here has any questions, um, you can contact me. You can look on the uh, Fishing for Soldiers page or contact uh, Jason McCormick. He he would be the best to contact. If you can't find him, you can you can message me and we can we can get you set up. Um, but. Hundred anglers, we're, we're going to give away a, a, a pro angler. So, I think that's a. Uh, it's, it's I think we one, can hit that. I, I, that's that's the goal this year. I'm I'm really confident that we can get it. Um, I mean, for for sixty bucks, uh, sign up. I mean, you're you're winning a a, a, a rigged a rigged out pro angler. I mean, it's over four thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't need that. But what was second place? Uh, second place is uh, fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred dollars cash, uh, depending on how cash. many people right. are there. But that is cash money. Yes, it is. That sure so, is. Somebody, somebody finished second last year. So. Yeah. So last year was uh, was it an outback? Is that what they gave away? Yeah, it was an outback for yeah, first outback. Place last year, but uh, we had a little. Last year was a wrapped outback. Wanted wanted to kick it up a notch this year. Yeah. No, I like it. I like it. That's awesome. It was a good event. Shane came up and fished it last year. Jeff, uh, he. He came up and fished with me, and we had, uh, I mean, we had a blast. It was a really good time. Yeah, that's awesome, and, and that's a great cause. Uh, who was it? One of the Allen guys jumped on there and said, don't forget, a couple weeks after the Kentucky Lake Open, there's another BOS on Lake Fort. Uh, yeah. For those that are interested in coming to that, I'll be at that one, too. That's one of my favorite favorite lakes. Uh, you coming to that, Ryan? Jordan, either one of them? I, I want to try to get to that. Has anybody got a boat I can borrow down there? I need a boat. And if you can get me a spinning rod with a Ned rig, I'll come down there. And, I got an old town for you, son. You can get in one of these. What's the old town do? Hey, they pedal around just like those natives, man. That's that with a hole in the bottom when you flip it up. Yeah. yeah there's reasons for that <laughs> hole. It helps. Helps in various I'm situations. If I get that. Yeah. Now, uh, hey, for real, uh, native, every time I turn around, somebody in native's winning a big tournament. So, so good on y'all, for real. Dude, <laughs> buddy, I don't know. It's it's something in the water, man. It, it started with the national championship, and and then then to Gunnersville, and then Nickajack, man. Me and uh, Bogdan went one and two. Uh, I can't tell you how how happy old Woody is. He don't know much about much about bass fishing, but but he knows uh, he knows something about cashing checks. So he's he's been pretty excited about all that. Hopefully, we can keep it going. Um, Here's the Mike second Kelsey part, though, man. Fish with us too, the national champ. Here's the second part to that is all these Midwest guys are coming down and winning all these Southern waters. How's that happening? We got Michigan, Indiana, Ohio, people just rolling down there and winning. I'm, I'm going to come up to St. Clair and we're going to throw down up there. Okay. We're going to revert. Revenge. 
we're gonna go up there and throw down. I've wanted to fish that for a long time, so I'm I'm really excited to get up. I'm gonna go fish the uh, Hobie Bass Open up on Saint Clair with awesome. with some vendor, turn the tide around. We actually talked about this though, you know, going into these places that that, that people grow up on or they they fish all the time. That's their comfort zone. So if you ask me where I'm gonna fish on Chickamauga. I'm going to name you about three spots and that's where I'm going to fish. Like I'm not going to break down the whole lake because I know it. So I, honestly, I think going in with fresh eyes and, and really breaking down the areas and, you know, what the fish are holding on and maybe, maybe even the bait, you know, the feeding patterns for that time of year. I think that's an advantage going in. And honestly, that's something I've tried to change around as to how I learned to go in and hit my usual spots. The place I fished on Nickajack, I've never fished before, ever. I fished it for three hours, you know, that Wednesday before the tournament. I, I'm trying to get out of my comfort zone. I'm just betting on fish being there because I know there will be some fish in the usual spots, but it may not be the winning bag. So right. I think makes that a lot of sense. to your point. Makes a lot of sense. Now, before we get out of here tonight, you, either one of you guys have anything else to add? Hey, tune in to Ike Live tomorrow night if you wanna if you wanna have a good time. What time is that? Starts at eight PM Eastern. All right. I know Jeff Little's gonna be on there. He's gonna talk about them little electric motors that <laughs> zoom around. And uh, they've got the uh, they've got the elite guy that's won like he's won two freaking elites so far back to back. So he's gonna be on there too. All right, uh, should we'll be a good time. We're gonna talk about fun. some of the stuff that we talked about tonight, uh, but also kind of overall, you know, an overview of what what the tournament scene looks like on on kayak fishing and where it's going. So that'll be a good uh, time. A big big opportunity and a big big platform to speak on. So I'm gonna try not to put my foot in my mouth if I can. Nah, you'll do good. Should be funny. Should be some good stuff exchanged. <laughs> yeah, Jordan, you got anything for us, buddy? Uh, I, I think I'm pretty solid. All right, man. Well, hey, we appreciate you coming on here. Uh, I know I kind of got with you last minute today, but uh, it was a good show, good time. I appreciate both of you uh, making the time. Ryan, I know you've had a busy schedule lately, so, you know, you're always here. One of these days we'll get Shane back on here. I don't know. R.I.P. He's out. <laughs> R.I.P. Okay. Uh, anyway, good <laughs> luck this weekend if you guys are fishing anywhere, and uh, we'll catch you here in two weeks. All right, take it easy, guys. Thanks. See you.